Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Alison, you're chewing. I'm going to stop. I, lo- I-, I love you, stop. but I can't handle chewing on, on in my <laughs> I'm so ears. sorry. I meant to mute it before. I'm so sorry. There's lots of things I'm actually A-OK with, but um, chewing is I actually have a real problem with. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Even people just eating near me. Maureen will tell you, don't like it. Uh, chewing gum, can't bear it. Don't mm. chew gum near me. Don't chew gum. Um, just a th- I agree, don't chew gum. I don't understand the point of gum when we have mints and mouth sprays. What are you chewing for? The mint has gone. You're still just chewing? You're just chewing. So gross. Stop it. It is gross. It is gross. I don't... When people masticate in front of me, I just like saying that word. Yeah, I know. It's a fun (laughs) word to say out loud. (laughs) I masticate in front of all of you. You did. I'm an exhibitionist. You masticated in my ear. Absolutely too much. (laughs) Um, Maureen, you Maureen, look... you're, the way you're lounging, you look like you're ready to. Masticate. You look like you're in a, you're like in some sort of Turkish. Um... This is actually Norwegian. You... This is a Norwegian blanket behind me. Oh, a Norwegian blanket. Oh. It's a beautiful blanket. Yes. Is that Mickey? That's obviously you're at Mickey's house. I'm at Mickey's house. I'm in Vienna. So which is why you you've are. got a very nice background behind me, as opposed to my usual background. Because I think Mickey's you must have very room. high. Is it very high ceilings? Because sound-wise, you sound like you're in the bottom of a well. Yes, it's very yeah. high ceilings. It's Austria. What happened? Move your mouth closer to the mic. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Because right now you I sound can't, like you're in a well. Look, because... That's it. That's better. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm going to be like this. Sorry, Maureen. You're going to have to sit up. You're going to have to sit I up said, I'm, the I'm on the floor. I'm on the floor. Is there a desk? No, there's a coffee table, which is why I'm sitting on the floor. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Is there not like a table? There's no tables in that? Yes, in there's the a table, but there's no plug. By the table. Mm. So okay. it's either electricity and doing this or sitting at a table with no electricity. Gotcha. Gotcha. Maureen, you're stuck. You're, it's a rock and a hard place for you, my love. <laughs> but greetings from Grüße aus Österreich, as they say. Ah, as they say. Uh, often. Oft is the time that I've said that, actually. <laughs> All the time I say it. And Jen is joining me soon in Vienna. 
Yes, I'm packing my manila envelope and I'm heading out to, <laughs> to Vienna. In, That's what happens when in, you fly with Wizz Air. <laughs> roll up my underwear and stuff it down my bra uh, and head <laughs> over to Vienna. Be wearing the same clothes for three days. Um, oh my God, wait, I have a solution. I have a solution for packing, everyone. Sorry, I just saw this the other day. I need to jump in. Uh, you know the uh, when you can get the pillow headrest? Yes. There are now empty ones that you can stuff your clothes into. Get out. <laughs> I am not kidding you, because they do not. You're allowed to take those on the you plane. Yeah, the pack plane. them through a clothes now. Pack them <laughs> up. What a great idea. I saw it on, on uh, I won't say the, the site, but I, I saw it. You can get it almost anywhere. Uh, yeah. Isn't that a great idea? We're going to beat them. We're going to beat those flies. We're going to beat them. Do you know what I do, which everybody does, is you just get, a, uh, you do a little bit of shopping from Duty Free, like a bottle of water, buy a bag, and you can put anything in the bag because you're allowed to bring the bags on. True, true. That's true. But then you got to get the stuff through to the Duty Free before you get the bag. Yeah, yeah but they don't check that. They don't the check laptop. that. Yep. Well, we'll see. Look, these are all very creative um, Wait, suggestions. Wait, you getting around. Um, Look at how we have to be this way nowadays. Uh, this is ridiculous. I might just pay the extra because I can't be bothered with all this crap. Do you know, do you know what happened to me once with Ryanair? I, I didn't realise it didn't include your handbag, one bag. And so they said you've got to pay extra. And I put on all my clothes, every single... This was winter to Austria. Put on every single item of clothing. I could hardly move, right? Trying to sit down was a nightmare. All right, Joey Tribbiani. I could hardly bend down our jean dresses oh on. <laughs> Could get up. <laughs> I just remember getting to France's and just taking off all these clothes, and his son was just looking at me as if I was some kind of nutter. You are some kind of nutter. <laughs> as if, as if I was, uh, as if this was something out of the blue, out of the ordinary. <laughs> Honestly, it was so funny. What should we try to move? Oh, do you know what, Maureen? It's not a bad idea for Friday. If you see me turning up looking like the Mich Michelin woman, you know why. <laughs> They're like, this is the shittest stripper I've ever seen. It's in the middle of the airport. She just keeps <laughs> she layers keeps and layers and layers. <laughs> Maureen, I'm actually coming on your birthday, aren't I? No, you're coming. The no, you're not. Am I not? Am I not? Is your birthday not on the 26th? No. But, is I mean, it the 27th, your birthday? No. The 28th? No. The 30th? 30th, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't come to your birthday on the 30th. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know you've got, but you've got because Maureen's having like seven hundred and fifty parties. <laughs> I I know every time I talk to her, she's I can't. I got a birthday that night. I got a, I got, got my a, birthday. Have you got a gig, Brister? No, there's no trains. Oh well, that solves that problem. Because there's a train strike. That's a very good excuse. Unless they call the train strike off, in which case I will be there. But without Yay! the trains, Maureen, I no. just don't know how I'm going to get there. It's a long there. walk from Brighton, isn't it, really? It's a fair. long walk from Brighton. <laughs> if if the trains go, I will be there with a bell on. Brilliant. I want you to know that. And they did call it off last time, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Maybe I should write to them and say it's my birthday. And Please you're really do, busy. Maureen. Just say, Dear to whom it may concern. <laughs> so this is my second time in Austria in January. This is ridiculous, isn't it? It's my second holiday. Well, we all know you're going to end up living there. Oh, post-Brexit. I mean, <laughs> once we've rejoined out Brexit, once we've rejoined Brexit, I mean, Brexited from Brexit. What we, once we've exited Brexit. Joy, but I will be there. How about you two guys? What have you been up to? Anything exciting? Oh. Well, Alison has definitely been doing exciting things. Oh, yes, you had you? your show in Birmingham, didn't you? You've been, you're on tour. I did. 
You guys are so great. Thanks for plugging me. Yes, I did uh, another tour show in Birmingham, which was absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. Shout out to a gentleman by the name of Ron, who basically came up to me after the show and said that we have lived parallel lives. Oh, uh, wow. I was not expecting that from him. Yeah, but when I did my show, he came up to me afterwards. He's like, all the things you said, I I just I connected with. And he told me his life story. I was like, oh, my God, we have lived parallel lives. So shout out to Ron. Thank you so much. You're a delight. Lots of WTB listeners. Thank you guys for coming out. So nice. Um, and then this week, I am off to lovely Sheffield on Thursday and Glasgow on Sunday. Those two, those two shows will be fantastic. Sheffield yeah. and and got those audiences, you're going to have an absolute ball. I am very much well looking forward to it. So, yeah. I, Yay. I'm looking Yay. forward to a Brighton date, which I know you'll be adding. Huh? I will be adding a Brighton yeah. date. Yeah. 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 More dates. If anyone's got, a, like I said, a large room where you can fit 30 people in, I'll be there. That's where <laughs> I'm at right now, everyone. Just set up a gig. I'll show up. Yeah. So <laughs> It's fun, yeah. right? Are you having fun? Uh, I am having such fun because this is stuff you can't. Well, not can't, but you look, it's harder to say sometimes in clubs. So this has been a real treat to do a show that is, you, you know, you're not having to fight off <laughs> people not caring. Like, it's it's lovely. Yeah. yeah it's been yeah, nice. Yeah. But I think if once, you know, you and Maureen are very established and experienced and brilliant um, club uh, comedians. And so that when you go into these theater spaces, it's like a breeze. Mm. It's, it's, like, it's like, oh, my God. What is this? this People is are facing the right way. Lights work. Yeah. Sound is decent. <laughs> I can see. The mic yeah. works. Yeah. The mic works. That's always good. I did a gig on Sunday night in, in uh, at the Comedia in Brighton. And you know what? Sunday night gigs are usually quite chill, aren't they? Mm. That's yeah, why we great. do them on a Sunday because we want it to be chill. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Was there a fight? Did people get kicked out? There what was, happened? I don't know. I turned up late. So, because I, I, you know, I wasn't on till the end, so I turned up late, and uh, I kind of missed a little bit of what had been happening. But the the the, the, the compere, she explained, look, you know, there are these two groups. They are two work dues. It turns out um, that their businesses are next to each other. So not only they've they've gone separately, but they've turned up at um, uh, <laughs> at the venue. And they've been sat next to each other. Oh. So these two, so one is a chicken shop, one is a cake shop. They, they're next to each other on a, a street in Brighton uh, and they <laughs> are sat next to each other in the club and boy, oh boy, and they're all really young in their 20s and they were having way too much fun. By the time I got on, the fun had tipped into just uh, no boundaries, Ooh. no clue. Stop talking, basically. I said to them, look, it's, it's Sunday night. Do you understand? You're not supposed to do this on a Sunday night. Contractually. <laughs> That's what Saturdays are for. That's what I said. I, so I said, mm -hmm. I said, this is a Saturday vibe. If this, if I known that this was going to be a Saturday vibe, I wouldn't have come here because I, I came here because it's a Sunday. And I would have asked for more money. Warren, <laughs> <laughs> were you at the gig? Because that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I'd have asked for double the money. It would have been a Saturday. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it's always a, you know, it's always a reminder. Club gigs aren't the same. And then when you go and do your, like a nice theatre tour show, lovely, lovely, lovely. But you know what? I did the store at the weekend and it was absolutely gorgeous. Like the audiences were so lovely. Well, um, if, the, if the stars align and you get that, amazing. But you can't, bet, you can't bet on it, can you? You can't bet on it. <laughs> you can't bet on it. Um, I've, because the weather has been, look, 
as we as we record this, the weather is bananas. Okay, so we've had a lot of wind, blah blah blah. But last week it was absolutely glorious, and so I went swimming most uh, about. Uh, wow. Yes, and it was. Oh, it was so lovely to be back in the sea. I mean, obviously, it's Ooh. absolutely Baltic out there. I mean, we went and um, it was sleeting. We still got in. That's because we're hardcore. But I really, really enjoyed it. And I think that's what I missed when I was on tour, is not being able to do that, get back in the water. That was really fun. Not be able <gasps> yeah. to film the bits. Oh, I forgot to mention, talking about bits. <gasps> what? Oh, yes. Actually, Let's hear about the segue is completely shit. It's got, it's got, no, it's got nothing to do with bits. Nothing to do with swimming. <laughs> I, had a, I did a photo shoot last week with a mate. Oh. I saw the photographs. Now, Maureen, some of those photographs were glorious. And I love that they were so colourful. Oh, thank you. They were really, yeah, I really like that. Now, when we first talked about these photographs, and listen, I'm going in with an open mind. We did talk about them as headshots for Spotlight. And the photographs that you put up on Instagram were are not, not headshots, for, headshots spotlight. for spotlight. So I want you to tell me that you got headshots for spotlight. Yeah, there's 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 like five hundred photos. I've only put I only put up nine. I've got to put up another nine oh, soon. Thank fuck. Because when I saw that selection, I went, well, how is she going to use these for spotlight? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Every single one was like a different facial expression. I was like, just look normal, Marie. Just for the spotlight. I know. <laughs> I can even tell you, I remember middle right is the only one that I was like, that looks. Everyone, everyone likes middle right. The problem is I didn't, I didn't put, I, I didn't number anyways. I've got to you figure out what it. middle right is on the, on the. No. Have fun. Uh, Have fun going through 500. Go back. <laughs> um, more, yeah. Okay, Maureen. Well, maybe, oh God. Well, maybe we can go through them together over the weekend. We've, God knows we've got the time. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll help you pick out some ones that you can use as headshots for Spotlight. spotlight. Because yeah. the last thing we want is you looking like you're doing a, 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 a sort of a casting for a circus act in um, <laughs> Budapest in 1912. They were taken by Darren. He did a really good job. We were in the hall. It was freezing. But, um, yeah, he did a very good job. He was very patient. Well done. So That's I treated great. Him to, treat him to a curry. You treated him to a curry. 500 photographs in. He was like, I need some sustenance. <laughs> and I said, here's to have a curry. So that was that. Here. Well, well done, Maureen. That's very uh, proactive of you. Congratulations. Uh, we've all had weeks. Well done, us. And we'll have weeks to come, or well, hopefully, unless something absolutely tragic occurs. Um, let's go back to Maureen Younger, speaking of tragic, and find <laughs> out. <laughs> there has been a moment. It's a Be More Maureen moment. What is a Be More Maureen moment, Maureen? Me and Jen were in the jacuzzi. I had this new swimming costume on, and the top was actually around my neck. So I was flashing Jen. I'm completely unaware of him. Completely topless. <laughs> Tankini round her neck. That would have been the first indicator to me. I'd be like, what is this around my neck? No, no I didn't know it. No. Oh, uh, you're going to love this. So, um, Am Jen, I? Jen, well, I don't know. Um, Am I, Rory? Jen, <laughs> Jen is very keen that I, you know, write a new show. She said, uh, contact this festival. I'm not going to name the festival. But anyway, she said, contact this festival. So I contacted them. On the spur of the moment, I wrote a little bit of blurb, wrote a title of the show, sent it. They've now accepted me. Unfortunately, I didn't keep a copy off the blurb or the title of the show. So I don't know what the show is called or what I'm supposed to be, what the show's about until I get a copy yeah, of the But program. you sent an email. You could look at your sent email. Yeah, but no, but you? it was on a form. It was like on a form. What the? Oh, so it wasn't like I can't oh. just check an email. 
oh my god i don't understand <laughs> you d- you have written the note but like at least you'd know the title of the show do you know that no no i just title? made it up on the spot there and then you made it up on the spot why didn't you just put work in progress well i didn't now and- you've got a name of a show out there when you're doing a work in progress you just call it work in progress unless you're well, like oh i definitely know the show is called this no right, i don't know what the show is called work so you don't know what the show is called no. you've named the show yeah show but, that you haven't written that's fine that's, that like, that's not unusual that's normal. by the way for listeners that's very very normal but sometimes you go well i kind of know what the show is about so i know what the name is so i'm going to give it this name often is more often the case i don't know what the show is so i don't know what the name is i'm just going to call it a work in progress and i'm going progress, to work yeah. out the name of the show as I go. But no, Maureen, you've eschewed both of those options and have chosen to name a show. Yes, named it. Forget the name of the show. Yep. Write a blurb for the show for the name of the show that you've forgotten. Yep. Send that out. Mm-hmm. And then I've been accepted. now be accepted for that festival and now write a show that may have nothing to do with the show blurb and the title that you put in. I mean, this is some. This is quite something, Maureen, and I. I salute you. Um, I congratulate you, and I. I thought you were impressed. I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I, do you know what? I am impressed, actually. <laughs> Alison, anything to add? I mean, uh, no, no, I got nothing. I. Uh, I'm not surprised by this. I am like, yeah, that makes sense. Because you uh, can't really write to the festival and say, "What is the name of my show?" Can you? Well, no. It's a, tri- it's a tricky one, Maureen. And I, I, I mean, there's parts of me that thinks, yes, you should. Just yeah, put your I hands up it. and go. I, you're not going to believe this. But what you could do, and I'm going to say this, you could say, look, I've got, mm. I've got two ideas for this show. Two shows. And I've got two names. I can't remember which one I put which down. Oh, Can you okay. tell me which one I yeah. put down? Because they're both quite different shows. So it would be really good for me to know what the title is before I turn up. Um, because I might turn up with the wrong show. And then you look like you're going into it with too much. you got too much yes. stuff. Yeah. Like, wow, but on the plus side, the shows. program does come out earlier, doesn't it? So I would have time. The idea but is you want to s- know the show before the program comes out, Maureen. Don't Start you want to write it. it? Start writing it now. Look, do you know what I say? Here's what I think. Fuck the title. Fuck the blurb. No one gives a shit about that. When they come no. to a comedy festival, they're not going to come to go, well, she said it was about, um, you know, sheep. And it isn't. Well, I don't see the point of this show. They're going to go, I mean, I don't know anyone that's written a show about sheep. I panicked. That, that was improv. Great. But what I'm going to say to you is, Maureen, just write whatever the fuck you are going to write, which is a series of jokes you've already started writing anyway. Yeah. And then commit to those when you turn up. And actually, yeah. why not open the show? With this, as with that, <laughs> with that anecdote, <laughs> I don't know. When Maureen says to me, "The trouble is, the trouble is, Jen, is coming up with the ideas," I was like, "Are you mad? Your entire life is one long comedy routine. <laughs> Literally, pick out any Be More Maureen moment and turn it into stand-up comedy. I mean, it's it's like comedians dream of having this wealth and this breadth of material that you have at your fingertips that occurs." Pretty much daily. So use it. In fact, I think you have to open the show with this anecdote. That is your um, 
Yeah. That is my challenge to you, Maureen, is you turn okay. this bit, which is already funny, by the way, into <laughs> a bit of boring stand-up comedy because it's 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 absolutely <laughs> classic. No one, this would not happen to anyone else. And there are some <laughs> absolute numbnuts out there, let me tell you. But it wouldn't happen to another comedian, would it, Alison? No. And I think, look, Maureen, you have the show. All you have to do is take all the Be More Maureen's from the last even what year? You've got a show. You could call it How Am I Still Alive? Uh, uh, absolutely. Don't often ask that. Honestly, Maureen, your reputation uh, uh, precedes you. I was doing um, my other podcast. As you know, I do another podcast with Kerry Godleyman. We were How doing How dare it. you cheat? Know, How dare you be a cheater? What a cowbag. And uh, we had our guest, Chloe Petz. And Chloe said to me, How's Maureen? I said, Oh, Maureen's great. She's doing really well. She said, oh, I love Maureen. I said, yeah, we all love Maureen. And Kerry goes, oh, Maureen's brilliant. I love Maureen. I went, oh, we're in the room going, we all, we all love Maureen. And then Kerry said, she's mad though, isn't she? And Chloe went, she's really <laughs> mad. She's mad. She's completely mad. I went, yeah, of course. Of course she is. She's mad. That's why we love her. That's Maureen Younger. Um, Maureen, thank you very much for your Be More Maureen moment. That actually, uh, last week's was pretty good, wasn't it? But now we're really yeah. into the thick of it. This is it. We're into the weeds. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, but let's go now to our queen of common sense. Away from uh, <laughs> away from the mad woman that is Maureen Younger. And over to the calm, ambient whale noises <laughs> emanating from Alison right now. I don't know what is happening to me. Every again I think a little bit of improv and now I've sort of you know, like that you're away. You see why you never went into improv. <laughs> I'd be terrible, wouldn't I? God. Just apparently you're supposed to say yes to everything when my instinct is to tell everyone to fuck oh, off. Uh-huh. Alison, <laughs> what it's time to turn to you and ask start that again. Ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No, no. No, no. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Thank you so much, everyone who's writing in. And I want to encourage you. We've had a little break. So, you know, some people may forget that you can uh, you can send me some problems. So send me some problems, please. Get me out of my own head. Uh, I need to be researching other information. So this is what I'm going to do for the next couple of weeks. I've had some people that have written in about things and I've kind of put it all together. So I've had some 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 problems. So I'm just kind of putting it together. Now, a lot of people write in about some health stuff. Uh, let me point out, I am not a uh, licensed therapist. I'm not a physician. I know by the looks of me, you'd think oh, she knows all about body and physique, but I don't, everyone. I don't. But <laughs> I did do some research into this. Uh, and the general theme, a lot of people, back pain. We got a lot of back pain out in the world. All right. Sure. You bet. Look at already, Jen, Alex. Every, we all got back pain. The older you get, that you can't hide from it. You can't run from it. <laughs> Certainly you can't run from it. Your back hurts. Uh, but here <laughs> are, here are a bit of information that I found out about back, about back pain, about back pain. Say that seven times. That's hard. Okay. First off, I want you to try and figure out the source of your back pain. What is your back pain? There are a few main types of back pains. Okay. Number one, mechanical lower back pain. Most common, right? It's a result of strain or injuries to the muscle. 
lower back pain, compression or irritation of the nerve, referred lower back pain. It's a lower back pain that originates from other areas of the body, like the hip, pelvis, or abdomen, which is what I had. I thought I had back problems. I didn't. I had hip problems because I was always pulling a suitcase behind me. And so I went to get a massage and the woman was like, oh no, it's not your back. You've got hip that goes up into your... So look into that sort of thing. So basically what I'm saying is try and figure out, is it spine? Is it back? Is it, do you Have you had a previous injury? This, of course, is probably going to take some thinking and probably a visit to a doctor or some sort of massage therapist. But what you want to do is figure out what is your back pain, okay? Yeah, you can take uh, medication. Obviously, I'm not going to prescribe it. I'm not a doctor. Anti-inflammatories, you know, yeah. Uh, some people say, look, I read that uh, some people, certain antidepressants, believe it or not, are given to people specifically for back pain. I don't know why, but this is a thing. So sometimes anti certain antidepressant med medication can help with back pain. Uh, again, talk to your doctor. If this continues, go see your doctor. Okay, things that you can do quick fixes within within our daily lives that I can recommend. Sleeping. If you're lying on your side, put a pillow between your legs when you sleep. If you're a back layer, put a pillow underneath your knees when you sleep. This alleviates pressure off the back and helps you to sleep a bit better. Posture. Especially when you're sitting at your desk, everyone, a lot of back pain is caused because we're leaning over, we're hunching all the time. So try to keep the posture back. Look, I got to say, back brace. A back brace, everyone, will help you to just remember where your where your shoulders are sitting. A back brace is an excellent form of helping you to work on your posture, which is like 80% of a lot of back pain. Switch your shoes. What kind of shoes are you wearing, everyone? Often the shoes that you are wearing can contribute to your back pain. Perhaps you have more arch problems than you think. Perhaps you have a lot of people wear heels that are too low, so your heels drop down. That causes a lot of back pain. What you want is to raise it. You want good arch support. So look into shoes. That can be a big thing. Workstation changes. Listen, if you're sitting at the desk all day long working in the same position, this is why people get rising desks, so you can stand up every so often. Or just find a few different places in your office that maybe you can shift to now and again. Staying in the same position all day is what can cause that pain. So switching around to different workstations. Ice and heat. Look, rotating between some cold and some hot. The cold will bring down the inflammation. The heat will help ease the pain. So a little switching between ice and cold for about two, 20 minutes a day, that apparently will really help. I always like to recommend, of course, actual physical therapy. If it's really bad, you've seen a doctor, look, go, go see. Maybe you need a chiropractor acupuncture. A lot of people saying acupuncture has helped their backs. Okay. Massage therapy, that sort of thing. Okay. And this may seem strange, everyone, but you know, I'm a big advocate for therapy. Talk therapy. A lot of times you are just carrying stress and crap that's going on in your life, in your body. Some people don't believe in this sort of thing. I do. I think sometimes a little talk therapy can help out. Strengthen your core muscles, everyone. You're going to hate me to say this, but get the crunchies going. Start to strengthen up your core muscles. A lot of back pain comes because you've got a weak core muscle. Uh, smoking, if you're a smoker, guess what? Smoking contributes to back pain, everyone. It weakens your muscles. It makes your bone structure weaker. If you see that none of this is helping and you, you are still continuing on with back pain, you've seen your doctor, look, eventually you might want to go see a spine specialist. But that's only when, like, there's real big red flags like, you know, rapid weight loss, extreme fatigue. Uh, if you've had a fall in an accident, a sign of infection, such as chills, fever, sweats, all these things all can contribute to back problems. 
That is, in general, some of the quick things that I can recommend that you do. I got to say, core and back brace, those were two things that kept coming up again and again and again. And you can order a back brace just off uh, Amazon or whatever site it is that you like, but that'll really help. Again, you know, it is kind of a part of life, but stretching in the morning really helps too, okay? Get in the world of stretching. That's a big thing. My sister had back pain for ages, and now she just takes five minutes in the morning. She's got a series of stretches. She found them online, and it has almost eliminated her back pain. So I'm a big advocate for that. Those are the basic things that I can say about back pain. Do you know what I what I did? I had really bad back pain. I changed my mattress, which was really old, and bought yeah. myself a decent seat, a decent, for me, I paid 60 quid for a really good seat to sit at the at my desk and that yeah. changed a lot also I uh, a woman recommended which was true put put my knees up and put a cushion under the knees and yeah. it relieves the pain and it did actually did make a big difference yeah huge difference and ice yeah. packs I agree uh the knees up putting a pillow under your knees that sort of thing and that new mattress 100 percent you're worth it everyone you're worth it also sometimes if you have pain in your hips or in your um in your knees putting a pillow between your legs while you sleep that can help um I do pilates I get you know it's expensive because I have um one-on-one pilates and I you know but you don't have to do that there are groups that you can do and the thing with pilates is that it's not it's not well certainly not the pilates I do it's not cardio at all it's just uh about um strengthening your core uh, strengthening well it's and in fact it's not even really about your if you speak to any pilates teacher they'll go they don't they don't really talk about core but um or they don't refer to it as your core. But um, it is about that, but it's about balance of your body. So it's about strengthening parts of your body that are weak so that the other parts of your body that have been overcompensating, which can often be parts of your back or your knees or your hips or whatever, aren't having to do that anymore. So you might find that maybe your uh, your glutes aren't working properly or whatever, whatever it might be. And I've been doing that now for over a year and it's completely got rid of my back pain. Amazing. And I have exercises that I do. And if I do them every day, I feel brilliant. If I stop doing it for a few days, the back pain returns. But um, honestly, you could go to half a dozen Pilates lessons, figure out what the, the the exercises are and just continue to do, you know, create a routine where you do those at home. That's what I've been doing. And I, I think it's really, really helped because I think a lot of the time, particularly as women, as we get older, I suppose it's the same for men as well. You lose muscle. Mm-hmm. You lose so much muscle. Uh, like with the amount of muscle I had in my body when I was younger, I mean, I look at my body now, I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, so I, also another thing you could do it, with that is a bit of resistance training to build a yeah. bit of muscle so that, and you're right, Alison, obviously your abdomen and your core area, if that isn't holding your back up, then your back is doing all the work and then that's going to cause more pain. But all of these things are so tedious, aren't they? I know. And having to look after yourself is such a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> Can't we just let it all fall off and then just no. die. pass out and die? <laughs> yeah, and then die. And on that note... <laughs>
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. She, I like it. She's has like, just left. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. But I don't know where she's gone. I can hear Maureen, Maureen laughing. Maureen is laughing with other people. Yeah. We're like, in the middle of a podcast. Can this be my go? Where's Maureen? <laughs> so, have you two decided what's got your go? Well, I think we've done it, Maureen. We're, no, we've finished. It. We're, it's all. We've done it. And uh, let's just say you were involved. Anyway, <laughs> now it's time for us to talk about the television that we have been receiving into our brains. Well, I finished watching Saltburn last night. Oh. Oh, it sounds like it took you several uh, sittings. It took me two sittings because I fell asleep uh, because I was really tired. Nothing to do with the film. I was just very tired. Um, It's it's, um, weird. So so boring. (laughs) I I watched this um, over the Christmas period and um, I said to Maureen, I'd really love you to watch Saltburn. And Maureen went, Why? I said, I'd just love you to watch it and then I'd really love you to tell me what your thoughts are about it. I said, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. And Maureen said, yeah, okay, I'll watch it. And now you've watched it, I'd love to know what you think about it. It's weird. It's it, You don't realise how weird it is until the very end, do you? I, I mean, I, I, I think I got there a little oh, bit did earlier you? than the very, very end. Was it the very, very end that you thought was weird? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty weird the whole way through. Well, no, but you... <laughs> You realise how creepy the guy is till the very end, don't you? What, the bathtub didn't... Oh, yeah, that was weird. Wasn't, wasn't, <laughs> that, that wasn't a big uh, red yeah, that light? Yeah, that was a red light, I have <laughs> to say. And you had to wait right until he got to the... Yeah, we didn't realise. Anyway, uh, anyway, I thought Ro- Rosamund Pike was brilliant as the mother. Oh, I wasn't she fantastic? I loved her in it. She was fantastic. The Carey Mulligan character. Oh, my God, was hilarious. It was so hilarious. It was so awful. Well, she's killed herself. Oh, God. Well, she, she always was an attention seeker. She did anything oh for attention. She was always... <laughs> but she was also brilliant. She really played a... Kerry Mulligan played a really brilliant part in it, very small role. But... She played a great uh, cameo in it and was fantastic. I mean, all of it was... I mean, you know... When it, it wasn't particularly naturalistic. It was sort of had that hyper naturalism. Yeah, yeah. Sort of felt a little bit like Brideshead revisited on on acid. <laughs> but there were certain scenes in it, and and there were certain things about it where um, there, there were so many narrative holes that you could pick into that. 
Like, yeah. If you really were going to be pedantic. But if you just take it for what it is. There's also some great comedy when, you know, when uh, the police got lost in the maze. Um <laughs> It's really dark. It's, and then they carry on eating. Very, she's very British, you know, where they just carry on as if nothing happened. Richard E. Grant is brilliant. I mean, it is very well done. It, it'd be interesting to watch it again with hindsight of when you know everything that happens. Um, but it is it is weird. I, I did kind of think you don't really get those families that are that rich anymore. I mean, that's a, you know, they were... No, as somebody... I know, got the absolute ache because I think they've they've hung around with lots of upper class people mm. and they got the ache about bits of it. They're like, they just don't dress for dinner. That's bullshit. And I was like, well, it's kind of, it, it's, it's, it's a cliche. It's what, I can it? see what the director has done is that she's taken things from past films, almost like a past time about of romanticism about this upper class kind of people and how they live their lives. And she's cherry picked bits and bobs from it. I feel like, you know, the director has been exposed to this kind of culture, I mean, I, this, I've, this I, world. I've, I hung out with upper-class people just, just at uni. I remember going to one guy's house and I said, oh, I phoned up, this is before mobiles, and was like, can I speak to him? And he's like, the father was like, well, he's in the garden. I thought, well, just open the window. And, you know, and then I got, we got to the house and it was like half a Wiltshire, basically. It was like twice I'd been visited. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's why he couldn't talk to him because he's in the garden. And then we were all dressed up. We were all dressed up for dinner. And um, I remember Peter saying to me, whose house it was, um, Can you, do you want to sit down? I went, oh, no, I'm fine. He went, I can't sit down until you sit down. Oh, wow. Okay. So like, the men weren't allowed to sit down until all the women were sitting down. So sit the fuck down. So basically okay. sit down. Yeah. And so, you know, there yeah. are things like that, which you're like, for somebody like me, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? But he wasn't allowed to yeah, sit. Yeah, but I think that's what that's what the director was trying to do, was trying to create yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. that schism between the uh, the average middle class person, the way we live our lives and the way we conduct and upper, ourselves yeah. and the mores that we have to like, uh, uh, you know, stick to. And then when you go to like a, a sort of upper class that 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 they, they live it's completely different that's basically what they're saying but what did you think did you enjoy it i mean oh god i got really high pitched there um <laughs> did i enjoy it i did enjoy it there were bits of it that kind of got my nerves but there were there were like i said there were bits about the, like, like the actual story which, which are like well they, there's there's too many holes in this bit that that they just this bit doesn't really add up like we would never have got this far in real life, but it's it's if you take the fact that it's not supposed to be completely naturalistic out of the equation and you just watch it as it's intended, it's almost like a piece of like art, really. It's beautifully filmed because it's so beautifully shot, and the backdrop is so incredible, and the acting is out of this world. Then you can really immerse yourself in that world, and it is a it is batshit. It's a batshit film. It's batshit. Yeah, the bath scene. The bath scene, yeah. Is... Well, the bath scene. And the, I mean, there's a scene later on as well, which we won't talk about. Would you recommend it? Let, let, let's leave. Yes, I would. You would recommend it. Maureen, I'm so glad you enjoyed it because I wasn't sure, but I knew, I thought whatever happens, Maureen will definitely have an opinion about it. <laughs> Alison, um, I'm surprised you haven't seen it because it's very dark. It is very I dark. I have not yet. I recommended it to Danny. I don't think it was necessarily like on our radar, but I was like, well, everyone's watching it, so we should watch it. So we will watch it and I will let you know. It's not a horror, but there are some pretty dark shit that goes on there. It's, I think it's, I think it's right up your alley. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, what have I been watching? I have, uh, I'm sort of over halfway through season five of Fargo. 
<laughs> now, for those of you, uh, I don't know if you've been watching. It's Fargo is a little bit like True Detective, so every series is every season rather in the series is completely different characters. So you don't have to watch if you haven't watched season one, two, and f- one to four. You don't doesn't matter. You can still watch season five. Um, I have only seen one, two, and now five. I I think I saw half of three, and I, I, for whatever reason, I couldn't get into it. Um, But this particular season is stars uh, John Hamm and Juno Temple, and it is. I I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about it, but the backdrop is sort of domestic violence. So if that is triggering for you, then please don't watch this. uh, season um but it is juno temple who you might know from um ted lasso is absolutely dynamite in it as as is like the whole cast i mean there's jennifer jason lee um john ham uh juno temple um it's got uh, uh joe keary who you'll know from stranger things like an actor who i haven't seen before but she's brilliant she plays the uh the police officer in it um Risha Mojani, she's amazing in it. And Sam Spruill, who, who I still can't figure out who what the fuck this guy is, but he's weird. Uh, he plays a very odd character in this and a, a hitman. Juno Temple is basically a woman ex- escaping domestic violence, escaping a life of domestic violence, and has created a new life for herself and is found. I think that's, that's basically the backdrop. She's basically discovered by the person she's trying to hide from, um, and that is John Hamm. And it's about how she survives, how she's been a survivor and how she continues to survive and protect her family. She's now got a daughter. She's got a new husband. She's got a mother-in-law, Jennifer Jason Lee, who is, doesn't, they don't like each other. Uh, and she's trying to create this, this life for herself and it's now under threat. And now she's under threat again. And it's how she escapes or how she tries to like dodge uh, being caught again. And it's really good. And uh, it's very, very well written. And also there's something quite, I, I, I quite like these um, these American shows that are set in kind of places like North Dakota or or, or they're often filmed in Canada, actually. Yes, but, they are. I mean, the the, the, the landscape, Alison, wow. Ooh. The landscape is, I mean, I know you're, you like, your care factor is zero, but <laughs> I, as, as somebody who's grown up in, in this country where we don't really have weather, when you go and watch these shows where they have such extreme weather and, and it's like, I, I don't know how people live like that. It's wild. Oh, Jenny, well, it's a hard time. It's real cold. You got to. But that's how they talk as well. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> well, Juno Temple's accent is absolutely to the money. She's got that sort of Minnesota, North Dakota accent oh yeah she's got it right down pat it's brilliant and it's a hard one to get as well because the vowels are so different to the way we speak but anyway that would be my recommendation and I I am thoroughly enjoying it and so is Chloe and you know what Chloe's like she's got the attention span of a gnat and we're both really into it so that's season five of Fargo which you can watch on um I want to say Premier Inn, but that's not what I mean. Amazon Prime. You can watch it on Premier Inn. You can watch it in Premier Inn on Amazon Prime. (laughs) Did Chloe have her laptop out while it was on? That's how you judge a program. If she's on the laptop. Yeah, started on the laptop, but didn't end on the laptop. So the laptop isn't there anymore. So we we sit there with our feet up very much in... uh, I mean, like, I, I'm not even looking at my phone while I watch it. I'm really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. And and also, as if you haven't seen any of the Fargo's 
I, I do recommend definitely the first two series because I really, really enjoyed the first two seasons of that series. Um, I can't speak to three and four, to four certainly because I haven't seen it. But the first two are fantastic, and five is 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 matching up pretty good as well. So that's my recommendation. Alison, talk to me about horror. Yeah. Okay. So this one, I went a little off the beaten path, everyone. So we were talking about back pain uh, and I was trying to Google horror movies about back pain, horror movies about uh, that. And the only thing that I could really come up with. Okay. So my horror movie for the week, you're going to be like, what? I know I said it before. It is a classic. It stands the test of times. To me, this is one of the all time greatest horror movies, The Exorcist. Okay, I'm I'm putting out The Exorcist again. Okay, I love The Exorcist. I mean, I can see where you've got that. I I can see the connections of back pain. I can see what you've done there. Very good. Well, no, no, I don't think you do. Get this. Okay, so The Exorcist, uh, if you did know this, I'll be impressed. So The Exorcist, there's always been rumors that, and for those of you who don't know The Exorcist, okay, when a young girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two Catholic priests to save her her life. Okay. That's the gist. That's the story. But a lot of people have said that the exorcist was cursed. The actual filming of the exorcist, because there's been so many, so many people were hurt. There were so many problems filming it that they were like, it's cursed. Now, particularly why I went with back pain is because the actress who played Regan, the young girl that is possessed in this movie, there is a scene in the movie. You will see it where she is on the bed and she is being thrown around, okay? Now, what actually went down? This is why I love The Exorcist too, because these were all handmade effects. Everything that was done was human-created. They had tied her to a, a seat kind of board, and two grown men were pulling the board. So that's what caused her to thrash around on the bed. At one point during the filming, one of the straps came undone from the board, And so she was thrashed around so much. And the actual scene that we see in the movie, she's crying, she's upset because she broke her spine. Her spine was broken during the filming of The Exorcist. Jesus Uh, Christ. I know. And I just thought, oh my God, like, could you imagine nowadays that sort of thing? Like, this is the other thing about The Exorcist too. There were just so many things. So uh, her lower back spine was fractured is what happened. And so I was like, oh my God, I never knew that about The Exorcist. So that is why I am recommending The Exorcist because someone broke their back to make the film for you, everyone. So the very least you can do is give it a go. Yeah, uh, if, you, yeah. if you want to know, I, I again, I always talk about Hollywood crime scene because it has such great episodes on, on, yeah. on and they do a whole episode on the, the curse of The Exorcist. So that, mm-hmm. that, if you want to find out all the other things that went wrong, and um, then I can, I can definitely recommend that episode. Um, but that is a classic, and I, I, I've seen The Exorcist. I've probably seen it two or three times, and yeah, yeah. it's a. What's not to like? Get involved. It stands the test of times. All the new CGI effects, all the new things that are out there. The Exorcist still to me superior film to you know it was just it's art almost because it was so. Yeah human everything's created by human. it was amazing yeah yeah i, I don't think horror films need um any cgi frankly i mean i don't i i think most of the films where i've been at my most terrified have had absolutely zero cgi at mm-hmm. all because that's not i just i just need my own imagination that's to run wild. exactly it anything you can imagine in your head is scarier than anyone can present in front of you 100 yeah. <sighs> percent. and often when they do create something cgi you're like oh god 
That is not a real shark. That's all I'm saying. That is not not a real shark. (laughs) I am not scared. Um, Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendation. It is now time for us to once again return to the corner filled to the very brim with culture that Maureen has created on her own without any plasticine. Maureen Younger, she has a corner. It is full of things that we would like to put in our mouths. <laughs> I don't know what I'm Whoa, saying. Wow, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Thanks for that wonderful <laughs> intro, Jen. Um, well, as I'm in Vienna, <coughs> I thought about films set in Austria. Obviously, the first one that comes to mind is The Sound of Music, which, funny <gasps> enough, no Austrian, probably, or very few Austrians have ever seen. So Austrians have never I, watched I the movie. I love that. And I love, Maureen, tell us the funniest thing about the... The Sound of Music. Sound of Music is that the, the Christopher Plummer, who's sexy as hell, um, he's an admiral in the Navy in the film at a time when Austria was a landlocked country. <laughs> I mean, it's still landlocked, isn't it? It's still landlocked, yeah. Yeah. But before yeah. it used to have, a, it, used, it used to own north of Italy, um, but that's that that went. Um, <laughs> so it used to have Trieste and places like that, but that's, that's all oh, gone. Right. Um, so it did have a Navy, it just didn't have one in 1938. And also, um, <laughs> also, I think when they escape over the mountains, I love that. I think they, I think they either escape into Italy or Germany, but they do not escape into Switzerland. I can't remember the geography right. So there's various things that you know. Um, don't unpack it. Don't unpack it. But I do love the fact that I think when Ronald Reagan, when the Austrian Vernitsky, who's the Austrian Chancellor, came to visit America, they played Edelweiss because they thought it was a traditional Austrian song. It'd been written by Rogers and Hammerstein. <laughs> Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So anyway, so there's a big business in Salzburg about uh, uh, Sound of Music, but Austrians don't tend to have uh, seen it. I have gone to a sa- sing along with the Sound of Music. It's absolutely brilliant. Oh. Of course, oh. most... And that's uh, the Prince Charles cinema. Yeah, Prince Charles. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And you can dress up. And the first woman who won the best costume was actually a real nun. <laughs> a real nun won... <laughs> Best costume. <laughs> Are you joking? No, apparently that's true. She went. That is absolutely brilliant. I'm, I hope that she took that <laughs> prize back with her. Yeah, well, all the detail was great. Yeah. Anyway, um, obviously the most the film most associated with Vienna. I've mentioned this before. Third Man, often referred to as the best British film ever made. I would totally agree with that. It's a fantastic movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, do so. It's great. Absolutely great. With um, Orson Welles, uh, Trevor Howard, and Joseph Cotton, just set in the after the war in the Second World War in Vienna. Now I haven't seen this, but this sounds fantastic for one reason. It's called Waltzes from Vienna from 1934. It's about the life of uh, <laughs> of Johann Strauss and and the, the, his writing of the Blue Danube. But it's directed by Alfred Hitchcock of all people. Wow, it's, I have never heard of that. It's the least likely Alfred Hitchcock movie you're ever, ever yeah. going to... Yeah, so um, I would love to see that, just to see what, how he, I mean, what his take is on it. You could definitely find that at the BFI, I bet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I definitely want to see it. Now, this I have seen, I would recommend, Letter from an Unknown Woman. It's based on one of my favourite authors' short stories and novellas, I suppose, Stefan Zweig. This is from 1948. And if you're into film, the way it's filmed, it's black and white. It's absolutely filmed gorgeously. It's um, by Max Olfus. And it's got Louis Jourdain, who plays the the male lead, who was a very sexy French actor. This is him in his prime. It's got Joan Fontaine in it. And it's basically about a woman who 
falls in love with the guy opposite her and he doesn't really know that she exists and she spends all her life in love with him. And he receives oh, this God. letter. Yeah, and she, he's totally unaware of her existence, really. And they meet up. They have a, a you know, night of passion and everything. He, you know, he's a ladies' man. And then he receives this letter from her. And she basically just talks. And then the, this is what the film... And honestly, it's, it's such a beautiful film. Um, when I was 20, I really could relate to this book because it was all about unrequited love. And then I read it at 38 and I was like, stupid cow but the film <laughs> but the film honestly the film is just so beautiful to watch now this is a this is a great film well great film sissy which is all about uh the empress sissy their version of princess diana it's very kitschic it's it's very the, the very famous films in austria there's three of them and it made um romy schneider an international star it's also karl heinz Böhm, who plays the, the kaiser um it is schmaltzig, but it's if you want to have a bit of fun, um, watch it. Um, now, this I haven't seen. It's got very good reviews. I don't think I'd want to watch it. The Night Porter by Liliana Cavani from 1974. And it's about a former a concentration camp inmate who recognises an SS guard and they start having an affair. Oh, God, Ooh. no. Yeah, I do not Char want to see that. Charlotte Rampling and The Night Porter, who's Dick Bogard. No, no, it's meant to be really good. I just don't. It's, it's. I don't. I'm with you, Maureen. No, thank you. No, yeah, I don't. No, I haven't. Another great film. I haven't seen it since it came out in in 1984. Amadeus, which is all about Mozart. Have you? Seen oh, I, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's. I. It, I think it's quite dated now. If you watched it now, you'd be like, was what? it? But at the t <laughs> yeah, I think at the time it was considered. Didn't it win loads of? I think it loads of awards. It won an award film. for the guy who played Salieri. And what it what it's really about? It's really about the Salieri, who's this um, very hardworking musician, but, composer, but, but, but not a prodigy, but not a genius. And you do get no. that. I remember working for for Mazda, and there was a French guy who was a genius designer, and there was a German guy who was like really hardworking. But there is something about you know, no matter how hard you work, you can't you can't be a genius. You know, you either have it or you don't. And it's that the guy who gets very bitter because he can never be what. And Mozart doesn't really. You don't. If you're a genius, it just comes natural, isn't it? You don't really appreciate. Well, it. also, it seems to come easily. Yeah, I really enjoyed that film. I wouldn't mind watching that again. Actually, I really liked I, it. I haven't seen it in such a long time. I've got a feeling it would probably be a bit bit, bit dated, but I'm, I mean, I might be wrong. I don't even know where you can see that film. Probably BFI. <laughs> I mean, the probably. <laughs> I mean, the thing also is because Mozart comes across as a bit of an idiot, and also the thing, you know, there's a lot of great artists. Amadeus. Um, that, you know, he's he's always looking for money. You know, you just think of all these great artists that, throughout time, who were always scraping around for money, and now they're, you know, they if you you found something from Mozart, it'd be worth a fortune. Now, I've watched this. I didn't like it. The Piano Teacher from Michael Haneker, Michael Haneker, I suppose. And it's about this woman who's um, frustrated because she could never be, a, she's not a great artist. She's a, she just teaches and she's very uh, masochistic. And I watched it thinking women aren't like this. It's based on an author's, an Austrian author's very well-known book, but I really hated it. You know. Well, I, it's, it depends. I mean, it was it written by a man. No, written by a woman. Oh, uh, well, I mean. Elfrida Jelinek. Um but I, I found what the woman, I mean, I suppose there are women like that. I just found it totally unbelievable and just very annoying. But it's got Isabelle Huppert in it, who I think garnered quite good reviews, the piano teacher from 2001. Mm -hmm. 
very good woman. That's a very eclectic. Thorough. I actually, yes. Uh, maybe thorough is the wrong word. Yes. Uh, a very eclectic list of Viennese related films. Do go and check those out. Lord knows where. <laughs> there are some of those. <laughs> good luck finding them. But, you know, they're, they're out there, aren't they? I mean, someone's, someone will be able to get hold of them. Uh, Maureen, thank you very much for your cultural corner. And it's only right that you should be culturing your corner in the very place that you've cultured, which is, of course, Vienna. Does that mean it's tax um, deductible? It's absolutely. Whatever you said, <laughs> take it off your next tax bill. I don't know how you're going to manage business to do that. Trip. You did a business trip for research. Take, yeah. Absolutely. This is this trip is now tax deductible. Absolutely, because we've got it on here. Otherwise, we'd never have been able to have that cultural corner. Correct. All right, Jen, now it's your turn. What is your go this time? I, I'm losing everything. I cannot find anything. <laughs> I don't know where anything is. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I am. I can't take it anymore. So that's me getting my goat. There we are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually, and don't hate me, but I talked about this on the other podcast that I do. Um, But I'm going to talk about it on this podcast because the Venn diagram might not be as big as we think. (laughs) So for uh, my, this is now just for my WTB listeners. I went recently, tell me if you can relate to this. You might disagree with me in and and that's a okay. I went uh, and met a, 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 a very old friend of mine, and, and she took me to what? Well, this is a backstory which you don't really need, but she took me to this quite posh place, but sort of posher than usual. And uh, and it was really nice. And you know when the waiters are very attentive to the point where you're like, uh, I mean, are we related? Do <laughs> am I going to have to give you a kidney when I leave? I, I can go understand. to the washroom by myself. <laughs> but but just so but 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 not sort of but not obnoxious in any way. But sort of just absolutely like, what can I get you? What do you need? Oh, you fancy? Let me see if I can go and get you something that whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, this is great. I said to my friend Claire, I was like, it feels like it's too posh for us to be here. She was like, we're nearly 50. If we can't come here now, when can we come here? I was like, oh, that's actually a really good point. Anyway, I, at one point, um, needed to go to the toilet, as is normal, right? So I said to, uh, so I said, I'm just going to go to the loo. And I said to the chap, I said, God, what are, could you tell me where the toilet is? He said, because uh, I could see where the gents was. The gents was like there. So I said, is it? And I can't really see where the ladies is. And he said, sure. He said, uh, if you go through this door, then go through the next door and then take a left and go down the stairs. If you go straight down those stairs, you're going to see a door to your right. If you take that door to the right, go through that door, keep walking down the corridor, turn around the corner on the left hand side. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, like, I, it's like I need a degree in orienteering to get to the ladies' toilet. I was like, why is the gents literally there? But the ladies is always like, oh, you know, here's a ball of string. Uh, good luck uh, finding your way back. It's, it's. <laughs> I, I find it very, this happened to me yet again. I was at a, a cafe uh, with uh, Kerry. And again, the gents was there. And then the ladies was like, Fuck knows. It's like why do why are the women's toilets always squirreled away in, in the basement? Uh, Answers on a postcard. And that gets my goat. And also, I, also yeah. we we need to spend a little bit. Do you know what I mean? We need to spend a bit. There's other things that we need to do in the toilets, which the men don't need to do. And I'm not talking about a number two, obviously. Periodical things. Mm-hmm. 
just stare in the mirror for a minute, give yourself Put a, a makeup pep on. talk. Put a pep talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes your bra's not on right. You've got to get in there and have a little rummage. There's lots of things going on. Why do we have to like spend four and a half hours trying to find the... And then when I got out, I did the classic thing because I've got no sense of direction. <laughs> I got out. And I was like, I went the wrong, I went the wrong way. Practically walked into, I don't know where the fuck I was, into some stock, into some stock room. I was like, oh no, I don't know. Of course, all I had to do was retrace my steps, but I panicked. And it's like, this shouldn't be this way, just to have a wee. And then once I'd gone one wee, I was like, I can't have another one. It's going to be too, too much. Do you know what I hate when people knock on the door when you're in the toilet? I always come out and go, who was, who knocked on the door? And nobody ever admits to it. No, well, no, no one would. No. <laughs> I have knocked on the door. Or when they're on their phones. Sometimes people are on their phone in the toilet. I've knocked on the door when it's been on a train and there's one toilet working. And I am about time. Yeah. I am about to create a mess if they don't get the fuck out of there. And then I've gone. Because sometimes you think, is there anyone actually in there? Or maybe yeah, they're dead. No, no. And it's always a bloke comes out. You know, folding up a newspaper. You're like, mate, there's people. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you've been you're, you've been having a lovely time <sighs> easing one out in there. But I've needed a piss for the last 25 minutes. Anyway, these are things that it, it just gets my goat. I just would love it if when they're designing these places that they put the ladies' toilet at the top and the men's at the bottom. You fellas go and have a little walk around. That's it. I, n- neither of you... No, no that's a great goat. No, no, I'm 100% I mean, usually, with you. Usually it's something so like Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons, you have to walk back two miles to get to the toilet, don't you? It's always annoying. It's, but it's always the women's toilets. Yeah. It's just annoying. Well, we're less Fellas. important, Jen. Even though we have to pee more, we're less important. <laughs> and we and take longer. Thing. And we take longer. And our bladders are smaller. Uh-huh. So these are all things that should be taken into consideration. Anyway, that's a patriarchy for you. Um and on that note, that's my goat. <laughs> and on that note, we've let's wrap go this to the loo. Up. <laughs> I actually do. I had a coffee. <laughs> oh my god! Everything's a diuretic. I just have to look at like condensation on the window, and I need a piss. <laughs> Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. 50 to 80% less and similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.